0: So what are some of the simple things that people could perhaps do then, Cass, if they they think they, they're they in a spell where their imposter is perhaps getting, getting the better of them? Are there any simple things we can do ourselves? I think that hopefully just listening to this, and I think for many people, just having those little light bulbs come on and recognizing those unhelpful stories that they're telling themselves can just, that in itself can be really helpful for people so that we can you know, take, stop and take a step back and have a look at those stories and oh, actually, you know, like even just acknowledging, well, it wasn't luck. I actually made that opportunity. Like, I'm sure you've been helpful in having that conversation with people. The thing that I try to reinforce is that if you look online or if you, even the books that are out there on this topic, many of them will talk about approaching this from a change of thinking kind of perspective. Like you just got to change the way you think. which is very traditional old school psychology, change the way you think and you'll change the way you feel and you'll behave differently. And while that absolutely has a place, of course, we have to challenge those unhelpful thoughts. Of course, we have to reframe some of that unhelpful thinking and those negative self-critical thoughts that we have. I believe that we need to go a little deeper than that. I think that the way psychology is going now is that we are all acknowledging how our early experiences, not to get too psychological, but how our early experiences impact us at a cellular level, like our whole nervous system is conditioned and programmed. And if your nervous system feels unsafe, and you might not consciously feel unsafe, but if your early conditioning is that... because. Imposter syndrome, let's face it, is fear. It's fear of judgment, fear of being found out, fear of being exposed, fear of making a fool of yourself. Mm. That fear is operating at the nervous system level and you can't think your way out of that. You actually have to have tools and strategies to calm down your physiology. I always say to people... Your physiology doesn't respond to language. Your physiology responds to physiology. So things like slow, deep breathing, Mm. as simplistic as that sounds, that's the reason it's effective because your physiology only responds to physiology and a slow, deep breath communicates to your brain, oh, I'm not in danger. I'm safe now. So something as simple as that, yoga, movement, moving your body, new psychology techniques even that sound a bit weird and out there, but things like EFT tapping, you know, that actually go directly to calming your nervous system, reducing activity in the amygdala, that fear center of your brain, are highly effective. So what's EFT tapping? Oh, we could have a whole extra conversation about that. That's this thing where you tap on meridian points on your face. Okay. And people think it's very weird and out there, but it's actually got a load of science to, to back it up now. It's highly effective, particularly with anxiety, PTSD, and we know now from MRI studies that it actually does change activity in your brain. It reduces cortisol um, levels in your body very quickly and very significantly. It's just a particular um, points on your inner eyebrow, outer eyebrow, kind of under your chin. I could show you, but it's a podcast; people can't see me. And you just kind of go through this round of tapping, and that's what it, that's the effect that it has on your on your body. And when you've calmed your nervous system, when you're not in that heightened stress response then you can have a chance of reframing some of the unhelpful thinking. But you can't change your thinking while you're in that sort of stressed, anxious state because you physiologically, your brain literally cuts off access to the prefrontal cortex. You can't think your way out of anxiety or stress or feeling, you know, fear. So I always teach people, you know, some of those more body-based approaches to calming themselves. And then I always come back to, you know, we need to unlearn all of the conditioning that we've all grown up with, which is that we are very hooked on praise and criticism. We all need to unhook. And it's very hard because we've grown up in a world where we're judged and ranked and marked and graded. And, you know, we compete for jobs and compete for promotions. That's why, you know, highly competitive industries, sales industries, you know, law, things like that, medicine, you know, they kind of feed this this fear and insecurity so being able to really come back to cultivating a sense of yourself and your self-worth that is not contingent on other people's opinions is key it's hard but it is critical